All right, everybody, fantasy football time. You love it. I love it. Everybody out there loves it. It's time to talk fantasy football. We went over all the important stuff football-wise. Now we're talking the important stuff, fantasy football. Now, last week we got one of the books. We got some studs, and we had some duds. I want to start off before I go over with some of the guys who had great games, some of the guys who let people down. You know who had a really good week last week? Le'Veon Bell. Knocked out AP. I don't know if you saw the video last Saturday night. He knocked AP, and he was weak in these and went down. So, Le'Veon Bell, shout out to you. Wherever you are, I once named a team name, fuck Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) And uh, you know what? You showed me a little something. I think the year before that, before he held out, I think I named my team for whom Le'Veon Bell tolls. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So, he's out there somewhere knocking out AP. But that aside, we had some guys who had some great weeks. And some guys who had some bad weeks. Starting off the running back position, because I really wanted to mention him, Saquon Barkley threw up 33 PPR points. He was the number one running back in week one. Man on a mission. Man on a mission. I was a, I was a season early. I was a one yes, season yeah. too early. I, I, that's why I had to lead off with that. I was like, man, he was your guy last year. And he's like, nah. But, dude, he has a monster chip on his shoulder, and he looked very impressive. Yeah. He, I, I mean, I'm telling you. When he got past the line of scrimmage last week and he took off, he looked like he was a rookie again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another guy who had a really good uh, week one from the running back standpoint, DeAndre Swift. I mean, I know the Lions lost the game, but DeAndre did everything he could. He threw up 26 PPR points. And and, and Jamal Williams still had a pretty uh, respectable game himself. I mean, Jamal Williams ran one in. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was like he Jamal Williams stole two goal-line touchdowns from DeAndre Swift. If he gets just one of them, he's the highest-scoring running back of the week. Yep. So this Justin, he's pretty good. Yeah. You know which running back was not good last week? Why don't you tell me? Damian Pierce. Yep. The everybody announced him the king of the preseason, and everybody's like, "Dude, I even brought it up." Marlon Mack saw he's not even on the practice squad anymore. They are committed to Damian Pierce, and I was wrong. Four points because Lovey's like, "I like to play for ties, and I like Rex Burkhead. <laughs> I, Rex is my running back." I mean, it, so yeah, Damian Pierce in everybody's lineup, four points. Hopefully, that's an autocorrect. Hopefully, that'll correct itself. I just don't see how you can say that Damian Pierce is your starter and then the whole like third and fourth quarter Rex Burkett is on the field. Speaking of autocorrect, duck Damian Pierce. <laughs> Another guy who had a very unimpressive week one, David Montgomery. 17 rush attempts for 26 yards for an average of 1.5. And you can say, oh, it was the monsoon. It was the monsoon. Well, why did Khalil Herbert look amazing? Yeah. I mean, you're just talking about it. Khalil Herbert that... Looks a lot more motivated than David Montgomery. It's like Pollard and Zeke. I mean, you know, and and the worst part about it is, is Montgomery is no Zeke. No, he is not. No, he is not. And you know who looked very impressive at quarterback? Pat Mahomes. 360 yards and five touchdowns, good for 40 points. Yeah, and guess what? Uh, everyone said that, uh, you know, he needs Tyreek. He doesn't, he doesn't need Tyreek. Yeah. Like, I, I even brought it up last week how he apologized to fantasy owners because it, it – Obviously, Kelsey's to start every week, even though last night he, he wasn't all that impressive. I, I tell you what, good luck trying to figure out who's going to get the ball. Yeah, Nicole Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, you got Sky Moore, you've got uh, Fountaine or whatever. Yeah, like, Watson uh, out of the backfield. Watson, yeah. I, I mean, CEH is catching the ball. But Pat Mahomes, this is why you spent a high draft pick on him. You know who wasn't expected to have a good week last week, quarterback? Carson Wentz. I brought it up in the main episode. 313 yards, 
four touchdowns, good enough for 35 points, making Curtis Samuel the number one pickup in waivers this week. Yes. Well, you know what? Hey, if you uh, if you picked him up at DFS, great for you. But if you started him in uh, fantasy football, what were you thinking? But I guess you were rewarded for making a very bad choice. Well, that's, let's be honest. The only people that probably started Carson Wentz this week in fantasy was Washington football team fans or guys that are in two quarterback leagues or 16-team leaguers. Mm-hmm. But, hey, if you did, good for you. Yeah. You know who I started this week and sucked? Aaron Rodgers. Seven points. Now, that would have looked a lot better had Christian Watson, got his name right, not dropped a 75-yard bomb perfectly placed in his hands. You know who else had a really bad week one? Trey Lance. Ah. Uh, now he's just going to kick a man while he's down. Yeah, yeah he's like, <laughs> is, it, is, that the, is that the two quarterbacks that both your teams do? Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. So that just happened. Um, I was also going to say that Dak Prescott had a bad week. He scored six, and he didn't get injured till the fourth quarter. So that was a complete game of scoring six points. So uh, if you punch to the quarterback who started a guy named Aaron Rodgers... Or Trey Lance, you got to drink whiskey last week. Yeah. Which is what I did. Yeah. Dak, six points, and now he's out six to eight weeks. We cooked that crow, and we served it to you. <laughs> then we watched you eat crow. I'm okay with that because I still had a fun Sunday. You know who had a good week at wide receiver? Everyone drafted in the first round. Yes. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Devonta Adams, Chamar Chase, Diggs, A.J. Brown. They all had good weeks. Bouquets were being thrown all around. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. You know who was not drafted in the first round and had a good wide receiver? Yeah, tell me Robbie Anderson. Robbie with a Y, Anderson. He has changed the spelling of his name, <laughs> and apparently Baker's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, twenty point twenty one points out of Robbie ducking Anderson. So screw that guy. Yeah, you love that guy, Tim. That guy. <laughs> you know who had bad weeks at wide receiver? Uh couple of people. There was, there was a handful of people. There was a lot of people. Uh, Hunter Renfro had five PPR points. Not not what was expected, especially considering what Devonta Adams was able to do and the fact that like Darren Wallers was kind of lost. Chris Godwin, he got hurt. He did re-aggravate his hamstring injury. He got you six points. So some of the people that invested wide receiver were let down. You know, we, we never brought up... Uh, you, you didn't bring up Cam Akers in the uh, running backs. Well, we talked about that in the- last week when we reviewed Thursday Night Football. Yeah. Yeah, Cam Akers, this just in. And Al Robinson, of course, too. Yeah, yeah. but like we beat that dead horse. Yeah, so. all right. Uh, at tight end, you know who had a really good week? O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard at 18 <laughs> points on the strength of two touchdowns. Yeah. So I asked you in the preamble last week's fantasy, O.J. Howard, sign with the Texans. Do you care? You're like, nope. nope. And I agreed with you, and he showed us wrong, at least for one week. He now leads the Texans in touchdown passes to two Nobody else having any. <laughs> but Davis Mills got two. So he's only got uh, 19 more to get over. And, of course, Kelsey had 26 points. Nine catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Guy's a beast. If you picked him at the turn at 1-2 or you picked him somewhere in mid-second round, you were rewarded handsomely again. At least week one. Yeah. Not necessarily this week. Kyle Pitts, I had to bring it up. Two receptions, 19 yards, because I absolutely called that. I mm-hmm. told everybody, whoa, that thing. Marshawn Lattimore for the Saints is no joke. No, he's not. And, and that's the thing is that's who stops tight ends for the Saints. I don't know that the Buccaneers this week have a tight end that they need to stop, but if they're going to put like Julio in the slot, try to create a mismatch, just watch out for Lattimore. That's all I'm saying. So Kyle Pitts, nothing. David Njoku was a popular late round pick, one catch, seven yards. Do you know who else is a popular late round pick? Tim? Oh boy, 
Cole Komet. I didn't write him down. I knew you'd say it. So. Zero catches, zero yards. You know what, though? I watched that game. I went back and rewatched some of the game film. He was asked to block a lot. He had to help out on Bosa because the Bears' offensive line is bad. Hmm. He was asked to block a lot. Oh, okay. So that 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 and uh, <laughs> that four quarters that gets you a dollar. Yeah. That, yes. Yes, it will. That's that okay. a bag of chips gives you a bag of chips. I guess <laughs> that it does. That it does. All right. Let's help people with their fantasy decisions. I call it fringe start and sits because we don't have to tell you to start Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. These are guys on the fringe. Now this week I'm asking you guys that are borderline fringe because last week you're starting everybody yeah this week we got to help people out these are fringe guys these guys need our help and we're here to help well i told you to start everybody last week so this might be an autocorrect week <laughs> this is definitely we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say duck some of these guys yeah all right quarterbacks tua is at baltimore um no and i'm gonna say like i do like the fact that he's got those two receivers in waddle and hill but I don't like this matchup against Baltimore. I don't either. And I and I like I said, I think I, I think somebody out there was talking about, hey, under one one of the pros on one of the shows was under in that game. I like Baltimore. I, I, I'm worried about two of this week. Another guy on the fringe, uh people are considering after last week, Jameis Winston is at Tampa. He had twenty four points week one. Yes, but I think if uh the way I see this game is is it goes under and I don't see a lot of scoring and if if New Orleans is going to pull this off, it's going to be because their defense shuts Brady down. It's not going to be because Winston has a great game. I agree. I think if they do win, it'd be like 17-13. Yeah. Trey Lance, does he get a Mia Copa from the monsoon? Yes. He. This is it. This is For me, this is it. If you, like last year, when you had to bail on Tannehill, um, if you picked him, um, this is this is it. If he's not going to do it against Seattle now, this week, then you really got to start figuring out. If you, you picked him as your starter... Because you were jumping on the bandwagon of Trey Lance because everybody was talking about it. Or hypothetically, you wait until the 12th round to take a quarterback. Absolutely. But then you, you better be ready to get off of that wagon if he can't do it, can't put up some impressive numbers against the Seattle this week. I'm going to cue my inner Wani. He'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be fine. So, yeah, start yourself some Trey Lance. Got to ask you, Aaron Rodgers, after a seven point performance last week, are we getting him in lineups? R E. L A X, as he would say, relax. <laughs> He's gonna be just fine. He plays the Bears this week, and nothing. It's like it's like Pac Man. He's down. He's running a little slow. Those ghosts are coming after him. The Bears to Aaron Rodgers is like that pellet where you hit it and everybody else turns blue, and you could just eat all the ghosts. Aaron Rodgers is going to eat all of his goals this game and take I, out all of his revenge. I, I'm ga- I gotta say, I did not expect a Pac-Man reference. Very well done. Nice. Um, gotta ask you about your guy, Matt Stafford. Are we trusting him after his dud week one? Yes, because Matt Stafford doesn't know anything else other than getting the ball back to Cooper Cup. So he's just going to go right back at it. I only have eyes yes, for you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think wow. he will get Allen Robinson in the game this 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 game and some of that. I think there's going to be a lot of running. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of, of correction. There's going to be a lot of correction. That'll be the theme of this week. <coughs> Any me. other fringe quarterbacks I didn't mention? Um, no, no, not really. I think you got to go right back to chalk. I mean, the everybody, you know, the the guys that you pick to start, the, those are the guys that you, you don't know. panic after one week. I mean, they would say if anything, maybe you already had Kyler. Kyler's a starting quarterback. Um, 
the the only thing I would say is the people that don't have Dak, and I think you named a lot of the people that would fill in that spot if you didn't. And I think that Derek Carr, who is a fringe guy, is going to have a good week this week against Arizona. I think that's that that's going to be a lot of scoring there. Yeah, I that, I didn't even mention. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> At the running back position, there's some decisions to be made. A lot of flex spots. I'm going to start right in Jacksonville. James Robinson had 19 points week one. Is he in your lineup? Yes. This is exactly what I called when I was talking about ETN. When I was saying, like, uh, pump the brakes on ETN. He hasn't played yet and stuff like that. And James Robinson's there and he's healthy. We talked about it last week. James Robinson, if he's healthy, all he does is produce. Every single time everyone says to fade him, he proves everybody wrong. So if you're going to ask me if I'm fading him, absolutely not. And the other Jaguar, Travis Etienne, had a whopping seven PPR points last week. Are we trusting him? Nope. And I told, he's on my fade list. He's on my fade list already. He's one of my guys right there. Who do I fade this week? Travis Etienne. And, there, and there's no reason for you to start him. If you didn't draft James Robinson later in the draft after you picked up Etienne, the shame on you. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with anything you said. I was very weary of Etienne going into draft season. I'm even more weary of him now. And, and that's the thing is it's the, the Colts, for what it's worth, do have a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. So I want to wait to see what they do with him before I consider throwing him out in any lineup. Now, speaking of another tandem, I want to skip ahead to Damian Pierce. I guess I already brought up that he scored a whopping four points week one. Do you trust Damian Pierce at Denver? No, but I can't bench him either because I know as soon I have both Burkhead and Damian Pierce in one of my in one league. And I know as soon as I bench Damian Pierce, he's going to go absolutely go off. So I'm just going to keep riding it out and take and take take it on take it under the chin because the minute I switch it, Pierce is going to go off and Burkhead's not going to do anything. And you know you're kind of stuck in a 50-50 coin flip whether you pick it right or you pick it wrong. I'm going to disagree. I, I feel like Damian Pierce he he's got to earn his trust. He's got to earn the trust from Lovey. And when the Texans are, are, are on the comeback trail and losing, when it comes to two-minute drills or hurry-up drills, Rex Burkhead's going to be the running back in there. Yeah. So I feel like if there's a flex start from this game, I am fading Damian Pierce, and I trust Rex Burkhead. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. All you need is one, like, 10- to 12-yard run by Damian Pierce at the beginning of the game. He's going to be getting the ball the whole rest of the game. Okay, we can agree to disagree. Now, Jeff Wilson Jr., stepping in for Elijah Mitchell. Are we trusting him? Yep. I put him at my flex. I put him at RB two, a flex. Absolutely, because the one thing that Kyle Shanahan does is use those running backs. And with Mitchell out, Jeff Wilson slides right into that spot. Yep, he slides like what's the old slide right into DMs? Mm-hmm. Slides right in, and that's I was praising after our standard draft how Jeff, who had invested early in in Josh Allen and in Jamar Chase and some other receivers, his running back was Elijah Mitchell, and he backed it up. He handcuffed it. With Jeff Wilson, and I gave him a lot of credit for it, and he's going to be rewarded this week. Well, he plays against me, so great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you get to enjoy what it's like facing cool. Josh frickin' Allen. Cool. Take that one up the poop shoot. All right, Ramonde Stevenson at Pittsburgh scored four points last week. Do you trust him or either New England Patriot running Not back? this week. Not this week. I, I the, like Even without T.J. Watt, Pittsburgh still has a pretty decent defense. Hayward is one of those guys that's like one of those defensive linemen that can can stop the run, and I just don't feel comfortable about about anything in New England's offense. Yeah, you cannot start in fantasy anything with the letters N-E at the end of it, even their defense. No, no, no. David Montgomery, I got to ask, he scored a whopping 1.5 average on his runs last week. Even though he had 17 attempts, he's at Green Bay. 
Are we giving him another chance? You kind of got to. Where you picked him, you have to give him another chance. I mean, you know, the, even if you handcuffed him, the, Khalil Herbert's only seeing seven, eight carries, ten carries maybe, and Montgomery's still getting the bulk of the carries. As long as that's still going on, you got to keep throwing him out there. I agree. I just, after the dud he threw up last week and everybody's panicking and the fantasy community saying, oh, you got to go out and get Herbert, you got to go out, relax. David Montgomery's going to be fine. You drafted him to be one of your running backs, either it's RB2 or flex, you put him out there. All right, everybody. We went over some quarterback decisions. We went over some running back decisions. Now it's time to hit the wide receivers. We talked about the studs. They all went off, predictably so. If you were one of those guys that invested early in running back, like me, you're at these borderline wide receivers and you got some decisions to make. So, one of the surprise stars of last week, Jarvis Landry. He had... Nine targets, seven catches, 114 yards. Do you trust him? At this point, yes. I trust not against, oh, let me rephrase this, not against Tampa Bay this week. Ah. But in majority of the times after this week, yeah, I would throw him back out there. He's the possession guy. Like Mike Thomas is going to be your your slant guy that can get you some big yards. He's going to be the touchdown guy. Jarvis Landry is not the touchdown guy. Jarvis Landry is the possession guy. Yeah, and that's the thing. is, I When it comes to this week, He's a sit but stash. Yeah. So if you were able to pick him up on waivers, good on you. Just don't throw him in there this week. I got to ask, because T. Higgins is in concussion protocol, Tyler Boyd. Now, four catches, 33 yards, the touchdown saved his fantasy day if you were ballsy enough to start him. Are you trusting him this week? Yes, because Higgins is out. But well, no, as far is as... Is he for sure out? I thought he was questionable with that concussion. He's questionable. If he doesn't play, I trust Tyler Boyd this week. If he does play, I do not trust Tyler Boyd this week. Tyler Boyd is one of those guys that he... Even though he's the third guy and there's three receivers out there majority of the time for Cincinnati, I just do not trust him with the with the with with how much Burrow and Chase have that rapport with each other. Agreed. Agreed. Um, the most popular guy in waivers this week, Curtis Samuel, last week... Eight catches, 51, 55 yards, a touchdown. He got a couple rushes. He was the guy on waivers this week. Are you trotting him right out there? Yes, and I'll say why. He had four carries. He didn't have a couple of carries. He had four carries. They are setting up Curtis Samuel in Washington to be Debo. And if he, Ooh, if, that's he lofty. if he can be Debo and stay healthy, because that's the biggest problem with Curtis Samuel. I had Curtis Samuel on my team last year, and he never played pretty much all season long because he had lingering injuries all season long. If Curtis Samuel gets on the field, he's a dangerous player. And that's the thing is, we talked earlier in uh, the other episode, that Washington football game at Detroit could be high scoring. you got to get him out there. If you were able to get him on waivers, you immediately plug him in there. I feel confident putting him as a wide receiver, too. I, I think he, as long as he's healthy, he could be weapon. And I think Debo's lofty expectations, but if he could be Debo light, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, that's what I kind of meant. I wasn't saying he was just going to be automatically Debo. No, no. You said it. Oh, sure. Sure, okay. You're going to wear it. I said it. I said it. Debo! Debo! All right. Robbie with a Y, Anderson. Last week, eight targets, five catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Are we trusting? Is Robbie with a Y, Anderson in the circle of trust? Oh, man. It's a tough one. I would probably say no for myself, but if somebody put him in there after the week he had, I couldn't doubt it. I couldn't I couldn't blame him. 
duck Robbie Anderson. <laughs> you don't. We're autocorrecting. Saying, no. I just think it's an autocorrect, and you're going to see, obviously, when you're talking about CMC, DJ Moore, you lost the game. They never got involved in the game. Secret to success is getting these guys involved. It's not even a secret. It's plain as day. We talked about it in the last episode. You want to get these guys involved, you're going to have a better chance of winning games. Duck, duck Robbie Anderson. Duck that guy. Tyler Lockett at the Niners. Last week he had three catches for 28 yards. Are you trusting Tyler Lockett? No. Three for 28 sounds like about what I'm going to be expecting from him if Geno Smith is your quarterback. And that's the thing is, I feel like he's going to see a lot of weeks like that. He might run into a 50-yard touchdown reception, but if I sit him four weeks in a row and one of those weeks he gets a, a long touchdown, I'm going to be okay with that. He he should only be on the back of your roster as in case of emergency break glass. Yeah, Tyler Lockett is your rainbow connection. The only problem is, is that the other part of the rainbow connection isn't there anymore. So, <laughs> are you suggesting Geno Smith is not Russell Wilson? Geno Smith's not going to throw the ball like Gino, like Russell Wilson does. Yeah, I I had to ask because he's still a name. Yeah, I don't blame you. D- d- is there a wide receiver on the fringe that I missed? On the fringe, man, that's some great dead air right there, buddy. It is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I like Drake London this week. I think I think the Rams when the game gets out of hand. Um, with the Rams jump out to a big lead, Drake London is going to get a lot of garbage time catches. I agree. I, I I didn't bring him up because I didn't really think he was on the fringe. I feel like he's a start. Uh, he's a rookie. He didn't really have a, a great game last week. so I said woo-hoo. All right. <laughs> Moving on to tight ends. All right. I was really surprised this guy was ranked, I think, 10 in CBS's tight end rankings. Hunter Henry at Pittsburgh had a whopping two catches for 20 yards last week. Are we starting Hunter Henry at Pittsburgh? I'm not. I'm start, not starting anybody with any in them. I'm starting any. Not a, yeah. nobody in New England. We, deserves we just a start. got done saying that you don't trust anybody on the Patriots going forward. Yeah, I, I just don't. And Until that they put the up running backs. anything of significance, there's no reason to trust. I was them. just really surprised CBS had him in their tight end rankings. I think it was like nine or ten. They had him as a, as a start. And I'm like, wait, it's like what? default. That's by default. I, I mean, dude, come on, really. Dawson Knox, the Buffalo Bills, are hosting the Titans. Last week he had one catch for five yards. Is Dawson Knox one guy you have to get out there? No. Dawson Knox is somebody that I believe is is a boomer bust. He's going to score you a touchdown and maybe get you three catches and maybe a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns, but or else he's going to get you this. He's going to get you one catch or two catches. There's just... Too many, too many, too many great weapons there, and Dawson Knox is not one of those great epic weapons that's yeah, on Buffalo right now. I have to agree. I, in PPR leagues, he's he's a definite sit. If you're in a standard league and you're desperate, you can throw him at the end of your roster as your must-start tight end and hope he gets a touchdown. But I don't trust him. Yeah, it's, it's touchdown or bust. Yeah, uh, you know what? Eleven targets last week at tight end. Oh, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. Absolutely. 11 targets. Now, he turned it into five catches for 39 yards, but they're hosting Atlanta. You and me both think the Rams are going to be fine. Are you trusting Tyler Higby? Yeah, I trust Tyler Higby. I trust him more than the other two people you brought up. Yeah. I mean, And even the other guys I mentioned earlier in the Duds segment, I mean, I if you have David Njoku, you're starting him over. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, you know my, my love for Cole Komet, and I think he's going to be okay, but... I could see if you start Tyler Higby over a Cole Komet, I could make the case for that, too. Yeah. I love me some Tyler Higby this week. Another guy who was popular in waiver wire simply because Carson Wentz went off and threw it around to everybody, Logan Thomas. He had six targets, three catches, 45 yards. Are you starting a Logan Thomas at Detroit? 
No, but I can understand if somebody does. If you have some tight end problems or tight end woes and stuff like that, and you have Logan Thomas on waivers and you just picked him up, yeah, why not throw him out there? Carson Wentz is throwing the ball. I mean, at least you could say that much. And Logan Thomas has a history of, of putting together some pretty good weeks in consecutive yeah, weeks. Yeah, Logan Thomas's problem has never been talent. Sometimes it's opportunity, but his biggest problem is usually injury. Yeah. So I... I kind of agree with you. If you're one of those guys that punted tight end and you're able to scoop him on waivers, you know, BJ did that in our league, got to get him out there. Yeah. Why not? I, I, I Like I said, I I know Washington was at home against the Jags last week. I think they're going to have success against the Lions. Put your, put your Washington football team players out there, mm-hmm. at least for this week. Got to ask, last week, O.J. Howard. No. <laughs> I'll say it right now. No, there's no way OJ Howard is gonna keep putting up this kind of stuff. I, I agree. Dude played 12 snaps, had a whopping two targets, and because, both of them turned both of the touchdowns because they turned into touchdowns. Everybody's like, oh, look, OJ Howard. No, no, it's a mirage. And no, I, I had to ask once I, again. I, no, I had to ask. But yeah, no, I I agree. You cannot. all right? So before we get started here, can I throw out a couple of fantasy fades here? Please do now. What I'm saying is, I'm not telling you guys not to start these guys. because that's what fade meant. I'm fading them as far as, like, I'm saying temper your expectations. If you're starting these guys, be prepared. They might have a down week. Should I be prepared for a Rick Rand? No, I'm not going to give you, you a Rick Rand. Brought to you by Lonnie Oktoberfest. Yes, we're drinking Oktoberfest again. All right, but what I'm going to say is... trash our sponsor. I love Oktoberfest. All right, but what I'm saying is, obviously, you're not going to bench Tom Brady. All right? But I'm telling you, don't be surprised... Temper your expectations when you get a less than less than predictable, less than less than less than desirable outcome from Tom Brady. I'm going to tell you right now, Tom Brady and Mike Evans are some of the guys that I kind of fade this week. Now, granted, I'm not telling you to bench them because their their talent enough is is worth starting. I'm just saying that there's a good chance that you might be like, man, that was a that was a down week for those guys. All right. What I will tell you is, if you want to fade and bench this guy, Travis Etienne. He's on my list. All right? Travis I thought, like, I thought we already talked about him. You made the list. I'm just saying. I got uh, a list. I said woohoo. Uh, he got a list, and he made the list. And my final fade for the week here, if you want to bench him, man, man beware. But C.D. Lamb is, is another one of my fades for the week. I mean, Cooper Rush, I, honestly, if you had anybody else in there, like Dalton Schultz, you could probably throw him out there because the tight end pa- position is so scarce, and Cooper Rush is probably going to be checking down to the tight end and the running backs pretty often. But I think it's going to be really rough going for C.D. Lamb and these receivers in Dallas. And you know, the sad thing is, though, if you drafted him, you probably drafted him as your number one wide yeah. receiver. You're kind of stuck. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got Dalton Schultz. I have no problem putting him out there. I I, I agree with you. If, if Cooper Rush is checking down, it's going to be to Schultz. Maybe Pollard out of the backfield. But I, I, yeah. But you understand what I'm saying. I'm saying temper your expectations for these guys. You drafted them to be your starters. Brady, Evans, Lamb, and stuff like that. I'm just saying this week... Don't be surprised if you're like, yeah, I lost because these guys kind of had a rough week. Yeah, the only one I'm going to push back on is Evans solely because Godwin's already been ruled out. Gage is questionable. Julio's questionable. I, I, I feel like Evans might be the only one on the field. And Brady, when he trusts a guy, he trusts a guy. But I, I, I can't really argue with any of your logic. All right, so do you want to throw out some DraftKings? Uh, yeah, we got to talk about our friends at DraftKings. Yep. Um, DFS lineup time. Yeah. You want to go first? Or you want me to go? No, first? I'll go first, man. I like the first because I feel like when I steal, when I put the players out there, you feel like I stole them from you. But I had these written down before. You we mean even like talked. my Viking stat? Yep. 
good. Yeah. All right. That one you that one I did steal from you. You I did absolutely. Last episode I stole Tim's stat because he told it to All me. All right. You give a lineup. Right. I'm drinking my line. Right. Oktoberfest. My draft made Kings, in Wisconsin. My DraftKings team for this week. I am going. I'm going with the combo of of stacking Derek Carr and Devontae Adams this week. So those I'm going to get that right out. My quarterback is Derek Carr, and I'm picking him because I'm stacking him with Devontae Adams. I think the K. I think Arizona was is the worst team stopping the pass. Is that because they played against the KC, who is really great at passing the ball? Or is it because their offense, their defense is that bad? Well, I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out today. So I took Derek Carr at 6,200. I took Devin Singletary as kind of like a more budgeted running back at 5,500 because I think he'll do pretty good with catching some balls out of the backfield too, along with running the ball. Um, against Tennessee team, and they got Javante Williams sixty five hundred. Now I'll say Javante Williams, he did not have a lot of like points if you're just counting the rushing. And but you called had, that last week. I did call it, but he did have eleven receptions in that game. So if you're talking about the fact that you can get a lot of points out of receptions, I'm gonna eat that all up because Javante Williams, if he does break break a couple of runs, he's gonna put up a lot of rushing yards too. Um, then, on top of that, I got Devontae Adams. I told you he's my big play at 8,600. I'm going to go ahead and go in with the Carr-Adams stack right there. But I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel at 4,600. I'm hoping that he gets some plays. He'll probably get some runs in there, and he gets some uh, gets some, gets some passes, maybe gets in the end zone. There's plenty of ways for him to get involved. Like I said, he's he's Debo Samuel light. Curtis Samuel, Debo Samuel. What? Ah. Oh, who knew? Um, wow. And then I'm going with... <laughs> Fifty-two hundred. I'm gonna Mars go. Cheese. That cheese line is sponsored by Mars Cheese Castle. I'm gonna go with. I think that we're gonna see a Drake London, Drake London, high yardage and one touchdown game in garbage time against the Rams. Um, so I'm taking Drake London as my number three receiver. Zach Ertz at forty-five hundred in that Oakland, in that I'm sorry, Oakland, L.A. I'm sorry, Las Vegas. Jeez, versus Arizona, high scoring game. I got Leonard Fournette as my flex at 6,700. And to wrap it all up, I'm going with the Bengals defense at 2,200. Wow. So go ahead and throw your team out there, Tim, because I have a feeling with the way you're you're jumping around over here is that I stole half your thunder. Yes, yes, you did. That, the Bengals, that... I will say this, the Bengals defense at 2,200 is one of the three or four lowest That's on DraftKings. And that is crazy considering they're playing against Cooper Rush and a Dallas Cowboys team that – Lost their starting quarterback. Yeah, that that blows my mind, and that was, of course, my defense. Uh, My DFS lineup goes like this. Um, Now, I went heavy at running back because I like going heavy running back because they're going to get opportunities. They're going to get touches. So my running back core is Jonathan Taylor at a whopping 9,900, and Saquon, what's he going to do for non-core? Who knows? He's not going to be 7,300 much longer if he goes off. So my backfield is Jonathan Taylor and Saquon. Now, I skipped quarterback for a reason. My stack is going to be the Washington football team. I went big at running backs with Taylor and Saquon, so I'm stacking the Washington football team. Carson Wentz is my quarterback, 5,800. I doubled up with Curtis Samuel at 4,600 and Jahan Dotson at 4,200. So I love me stacking some Washington football team. My third receiver is Jerry Judy. I think he's going to have some big rainbow connection plays with Russell Wilson. He was 5,600. My tight end, I went pretty cheap on, Evan Ingram. But the Indianapolis Colts are 29th against tight ends, and I got Evan Ingram for 3,600. So I'm okay with that. My flex, you agree, you said it, I agree. Leonard Fournette, 6,700 is my flex. 
because after putting Evan Ingram at tight end and the Bengals defense, of course, 2,200 is criminal. If you can get the Bengals defense against Cooper Rush for 2,200, jump all over that. And with that, I was able to afford Leonard Fournette. He's one of the few guys going into that game who's not questionable. So Wentz, Taylor, Saquon, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Jerry Judy, Evan Ingram, Leonard Fournette, and the Bengals defense. All right. What do you want to throw out there as far as uh... – I yes, wanted what else to, you wanted to talk about? I, I just wanted to throw it out there because we all talk about after one week, overreaction week, overreaction week. There was some significant jumps in Super Bowl odds, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. I had to bring it up. Philly went from 22-1 to 1 to 16-1. to 1. People are believing. Yep. And, and the thing is, I think part of that has to do with the fact that Dak is out, and it looks like the NFC East is going to belong to the Eagles. So they moved from 22 to 1 to 6. Minnesota went from 35 to 1 to 25 to 1. That's a pretty big jump. Well, when it, you embarrass the Packers like you in, did. And they did. They thoroughly embarrassed them. Somebody I know said they had a better week one. Yeah, Philadelphia, who I also, before the season started, picked them to win the NFC. Good for you. Good for you. For you. Miami went from 40 to 1 to 30 to 1. That's a pretty big jump. Mm-hmm. A lot of people buying into what they did week one. Pittsburgh even jumped from 90-1 to 1 to 71, which really confused me because what was impressive about their week one win? Just the takeaways. Yeah. And, and T.J. Watts out for six weeks. So, I, I mean, I, I know 70-1 to 1 is still pretty big odds, but that was a big jump. The Chicago Bears went from 150-1 to 1 to 100-1. to 1. Yeah, that, okay. Keep your money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep your money, uh, everybody. That and four quarters will get you a dollar. And I just had to say there was some pretty big movement. I thought it was fun. Why don't you tell us all the fun stuff you're doing? All right, so I'm going to give you a couple of plays here. Um, in your, If you're doing survival pools um, and it's something you can't pick again, I think a couple of picks here where you could throw out there and uh, save some some of the better teams for later. And some of that, not that these aren't bad teams and stuff, but I think the Bengals are going to get right and the Rams are going to get right. So if you pick either one of those guys, I think you'll be absolutely fine. Um, granted, you're not going to be able to pick them again. I told you to pick the Broncos week one, and I was wrong. <laughs> like, but <laughs> well, I, I think if if one of those two teams, if I if I can interject, I feel like the Rams with their Super Bowl schedule, this is your opportunity to use the Rams. Yep. Absolutely. And even with the Bengals, they, they don't have, with with the fact that they just lost to the Steelers, they don't have uh, a soft schedule. I, the, the Bengals don't do. Uh, the Bengals do not. So, it's almost like they played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. When you get when you play in the Super Bowl, you don't get a very friendly schedule the next yeah, season. Yeah, this just in. Yeah. So um, I don't really have an upset special. I was thinking maybe because they're favored by six and a half, and and the fact that if if they go with Mike White, the Jets could beat the Bengals, the the Browns. I sorry, the Jets could beat the Browns because the Jets have enough talent on offense. But that's that's not happening. I don't think not you with Joe Flacco. If Joe Flacco is playing quarterback and you got those, you got that Joe defense Flacco. trying to sack him, they will succeed because Joe Flacco is not an NFL quarter. It shouldn't be an NFL quarterback anymore. I, I got to say, I, I busted your balls at the time, but when when you asked the question, who was the first quarterback that was going to get benched, I thought you were using a cheat code when you were talking about Flacco. I was like, well, he doesn't really have the job. He might get benched. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, Mike White is not special, but he's better than Joe Flacco. At least he has some upside. Joe Flacco has no upside, in my opinion. He threw for 300 yards on 59 passes. <laughs> 
So, I, I don't know. But anyway, so let me get... Okay, so we do this one thing. We do... It's called a Fantasy Eliminator, okay? And it's kind of like your Eliminator, your survival pool. Where you, but it, with, we do it with fantasy points. So you pick a player. Uh, you pick one quarterback, one running back, two receivers, or tight ends, and a kicker as the tiebreaker. And once you pick those guys, you're not allowed to pick them the rest of the season. Tim, who got knocked out in week one? Uh, I believe that was me. That was you. Thank that was you. you. And for... you had a solid you had a solid lineup out that's there. That's what though. I'm saying. I was like, if I went down with like Joe Flacco and David Montgomery, I'd be like, that's my fault. Dude, Kyler Murray was a quarterback in the highest over and under. Alvin Kamara. What is wrong with you, Alvin Kamara? So I'm gonna throw this out there here for you. Before we sign off here, I'm gonna throw out my fantasy eliminator picks here. So if you're in the fantasy eliminator with me and you have to put your picks in by tonight, well, you're already going to get to know one person's picks if you're actually listening to this before then. All right? Quarterback. You picked him in Daily Fantasy. I'm putting him out there. Carson Wentz. I'm going to put him out there now and get him out of the way. You're a smart man. I'm putting Carson Wentz out there. My fantasy eliminator, my running back, Saquon Barkley. If Carolina couldn't stop Cleveland from running the ball, the one person that ran for more yards than the Cleveland Browns, Saquon Barkley, is going to do it again into the Carolina Panthers. So I'm going to go Saquon Barkley, and then because I feel so confident in Wentz and Barkley, I am not going to, say, punt the receiver position, but I'm going to hedge my receiver position. I'm going to take and get these out of the way. I'm going to take Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and just get these Denver receivers out of the way here. Because if one of them puts up a good enough week, one of them puts up a decent week, I'm good. That sounds like exactly what I did last week and got burned on it. Yeah, well, okay. I got Saquon Barkley. Who did you pick, Kamara? Yeah, that's it. That, I, I feel it. I feel did did I miss something? No, you're right. Not Kamara's becoming... good. Kamara's good. Kamara's a good player. And if we're auto-correcting, duck Elvin Kamara. And, and then my kicker is my tiebreaker is Daniel Carson. But you know what? This is, this is a solid, I feel like a solid week two lineup, and it gets some people out of my way that I don't want to start later. Carson Wentz and those two Denver receivers because I don't want to get burned with starting the wrong Denver receiver. Yeah, and, so, and that's that's going to be the problem a lot of the season. That's why I tried to avoid those guys because you don't know from week to week. I, I man, they both they shared even targets last week, so well, and they're and they're and they're playing and they're playing a, a softer matchup against the Houston Texans. Yeah, this is a get right week for the Denver Broncos. All right, so thanks a lot for listening. There's our fantasy stuff. You guys got any questions? You can hit us up. On Twitter, at Rick Punt the QB. Punt QBFF. Argue yep. with us. Fade us. Give me something, man. Give us something. You want to you wanna learn? You want to know who you should start? We'll do the best we can to help you out. If you want to know, you know, if you got a chance, and you want to put your rosters up there and tell us, do I have a chance in this game? We'll give you our honest opinion. All right? Thanks for listening. Hit us up on Twitter. Give us some likes. Just do whatever you got to do here. We appreciate it. Insert shameless plug Yeah, here. insert shameless plug. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Take care.